The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! The Trump campaign a few days ago pulled all their ads out of states that he was getting destroyed in, right? So the campaign's probably like, oh, good, we're going to reconvene and figure out a new campaign strategy. Sure. So before they were leaning on the fact that he's a far leftist and he has these far, which couldn't be further from the truth. Wow. He's, he's more center. He's more center than fucking he's Hillary. Been known as, he, well, um, he's been known as a moderate until this campaign. Well, because much. it's easy to paint people far left, far left, even you though he loves him some more. Ah. But, but. That being said, so the Trump pulls the campaign, right? They wait, and what do they let come back with? Right out of the box, he's a far leftist. They literally didn't change anything about their campaign strategy oh and re-release new ones. And they, they have one, they go, Joe Biden, in a bunker, alone, sad, diminished. Like it was hilarious, dude. Uh, it's like it's like an eight year old fucking. Dude, so is that like a, an official Trump ad or yeah. is that like? Oh a, no, this has been um, this has been wow approved. Because I know I the this message can fucking put out whatever they want. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I know, but no, this was definitively a campaign strategy. God. Well, and it's, Which, it's well, and the the this new attack on him couldn't have been poor, more poorly timed for Biden with the what he fucking. Oh my god! His dude. interview, he oh. just miffed that interview like he was. It was he high? Okay. So he seemed all, like me on the podcast on that interview. So we, yeah. I know. So bit. we all saw the, we all saw the ad, right? I mean, yes. saw the interview yes. rather with Errol. Errol, what's that beautiful Who, that gentleman's gorgeous name? Gorgeous mocha latte gentleman. <laughs> you can't okay. say mocha latte. Yes, I can. Um, I sure as fuck can because wow. that is the prettiest human being I've ever seen in my entire life. I kind of want to write him a letter. I extolling my love <laughs> dude that was the no, oddest he, why do you number one why do you do an interview with yahoo news that's it was just such an odd yahoo is yahoo's big that's the one thing yahoo's got over google is their news and their sports coverage yeah. right okay um, so, and so anybody who sense. still has email through them so yeah. it made sense yeah okay so that being said i i would think he would go with a big name interviewer I think that would have given more bang for his buck. I'm really, it was just an odd move in the first place. And he's so like, he's so flippant and weird. Like he acts like cool guy, Joe, like he acts like this isn't a fight. He acts like this is like he kind of acts the way that Hillary did super nonchalant and like not taking the debates as seriously as she should have. I agree. Not taking questions and objections from the crazies like she right. should have. Right. Yeah. And to see where he just goes on his stream of consciousness, like like we're sitting here at a bar, not on national television or national broadcast. He, he's become very weirdly ambivalent to what people think about him. Yeah. Like, he's almost like your grandfather that just farts in front of everybody. Yeah, because he's just yeah. folded. You know, because he's yeah. like, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody step on no. a duck. Yeah. yeah, he's that and, guy. But he has that. Uh, and what they've realized, they're not, they're going to realize, I you know, is that everyone has such a short attention span that most people in this country don't 
know who the, what the fuck Joe Biden's legacy is. No, they yeah, don't of know course. No, they got him. no they idea about his There's record. There's a legacy to speak of. Sure, no, of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. I mean, the man was vice president of the United States. He's been in the Senate forever. He's done some He's stuff. He's a statesman. If you love him yes. or hate him, that doesn't matter. But he at least is a statesman. Mm-hmm. Like, he gets it. But you saw that famous debate that when, when they did the vice presidential debate, the first Obama term, when he went against Paul Ryan, and he torched Paul Ryan. Yeah. And Paul Ryan's not a bad orator or speaker. He can actually yeah. kind of flex a little. He's insane. Smart kid and he's in good shape. He's, oh, God. He does have, have seen that those, glare that you, he's, you know, that serial killer glare. Well, dude. The way he's looking through you. Yeah. When you're yeah. rocking those giant hams on his shoulders, you can do that, son. <laughs> uh, but, no, he's, but Biden torched him. So this is the same guy that, what, 15 years ago? 14 years ago, fucking crushed somebody. And it's clearly, look, and I don't want to throw this into the zeitgeist with him being like diminished or whatever, but there's definitely something going on. You would think the campaign guys over on the, on the, on the left would be like, Hey, maybe we should just keep you doing what you're doing. Because we're winning anyway. And the thing I worry about is that he's turning into he's turn he's like morphing into the left Donald Trump, where it's like nobody can get him to say the shit we want to. Nobody can get him to fucking act like he's a normal person. And then I wonder about still though. I will still pick him over fucking Tangerine Boy, but. It's just so sad to see that this is pretty much our only other option. Bobby, yesterday when we were doing our, uh, so infam- our infamous so show, show press, so infuriating. Bobby was so funny. He kept going, if you fucking lose this for us, I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> Dude, it was hilarious. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's going uh, to be a weird one, guys. It's going to be a strange, strange one. And he always acts like he's a dude bro, like with black guys. He's always like, come on. You know, come on, man. He does, dude. He, hey, he puts bro. a little... Uh, he puts a little flavor on he it. He puts a little little bop in his walk, he, you know? <laughs> he really does. He bops, dude. He does. He man. tries. Um, come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, um, man. Dude, what he said about the, <laughs> the cocaine line kills me. Uh, the cocaine line kill That and when he was trying to explain how he has low mental faculties, I think he was saying it, he went, and I don't have low mental fuck, and fuck, 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 faculties. Yeah. And I'm like, you literally blew the one word Just that meant. It. Spin it and tell everybody wow. that you've got Tourette's and you've been dealing with it and get that whole community Something and right. create a hashtag. And if, <laughs> if you Which f- would explain a lot about Joe Biden. <laughs> if you fucked this up for me. <laughs> it's no, great. I'm, 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 I'm not going to be super psyched if Trump somehow he steals this whole thing. Well, it, the crazy thing is, is his polls have stabilized. They have. They like, haven't declined as they much. They haven't declined. Despite they're not his, back where they were. No, yeah, they are. Yeah. But, and, For an incumbent president? Oh, my God. It, despite I'm, his shitting the bed over and over and over, it's several days apart, too. Like, he's not having a good run right now. Mm-hmm. And it's stabilized still. Because maybe, do you think that possibly could be blowback because of people's hesitancy with Biden? I think it's because think of the recent developments and his bullshit with, like, I signed an executive order to make it so that the, demo, the, the far-left radical Democrats could, were holding up all of the coronavirus stimulus fucking, stuff. And they were like, no, bullshit. that's not true. True, but people believe that shit. So the people that were swaying on the fence and swayed over to against well, Trump are swaying back. This Same was, with the people that think, oh, he's saying that he's going to do an executive order that says that insurance companies well, have to accept pre-existing conditions. And like Bobby said yesterday, you're oh, like, you oh, mean, you mean Obamacare, you fucking idiots? Yeah, dude. And, and he's can fool the simpletons. And let's be honest, like whoever was voting for each side of the fence already made up their mind. How many people much. do you know that don't know how they're going to vote? I know Honestly. some people that probably just aren't going to vote. I, which, about, I, I think that's kind of a to me that's what explains the poll number thing is like you you do reach a point of critical mass where like 
there's just you're not swaying it anymore. Mm-hmm. The, the, you know Agreed. what I mean? Yeah. And then it comes down to the what we talked about: mail-in ballot fraud, gerrymandering, all the tricks that get all to the be fun used. tricks. It makes uh, me want to get fucked up. Makes <laughs> makes you want to hear that. <laughs> go blind, guys. If you haven't noticed, because you you clicked on it, so you fucking know this is the whiskey reel. Thank you very much. It is also known as the reel to reel to reel. <laughs> Bobby hates me so much. It's the riskiest of wheels, guys. We're all back. To my left um, is the former mayor of Chutsylvania, the ousted, embarrassed mayor of Chutsylvania. And he is also our sweet Reverend Chudinsky, one Mr. Sean Moriarty. I feel alive. How do you feel? <laughs> Wow. To my left. My heavens. What is going on? To, I was doing a reverend shit. Oh, okay. uh, to my left is Baron Von Squatchto III. Yeah. <laughs> of the Bobbitt Van Noyes of the Tallahassee Van Noises. Unbelievable. Durango's retired Lothario, who only has eyes for one woman at a time. I want that to be known now because Bobby keeps giving me shit for painting him into this lecherous corner. <laughs> You've boxed me in some corners. He, he only has eyes for one at a time, but they're both milky. We gotta, we, all you'd have to do, all you'd have to do is start going counterclockwise and then Aaron starts introducing you and he'll be a little more measured. I, I don't know. <laughs> He's pretty measured. Thank you, my friend. Baba uh, fan noise. To my leftish, the uh, new Lothario of Durango, Colorado. Mm. The, the 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 pimpiest of the pimps. Aww. Yeah. Thanks, man. He his, dates a woman of his color. His girlfriend is moving <laughs> in with him. He's like more. No, he's the most domestic, boring motherfucker I these am. days. It's I unbelievably I'm cool. Horrifying. I love it. I'm horrifying. I love oh, it. Thank you, sir. I, I'm, and I hope you guys you have, have a had snake a... and a cat. And I a got two fucking... cats and a snake. I knew that cat. The second I saw. squirrel still wasn't that fucking that, missing. Wasn't that that Ryan Reynolds show <laughs> that was on for a few years? Two cats and a snake. Two cats and a snake. Two cats, a snake, and a Euro cart. Jesus Christ. You guys were talking about that Ryan Reynolds thing yesterday. I didn't I know that it. place. I watched it. It was on. It was on like ABC Rex. on Wednesdays. It was like you know. I was watching what my parents. Rex watched. loved it. Uh, so oh, yeah. you have a. Bre- it's Ryan Reynolds. You, it was our first introduction to Ryan guys, Reynolds. You two guys should go BFF status with your Hamilton. How long, how long did that when last? Hamilton's oh smaller God. tour comes to the community concert hall, me and Rex will go, so you don't have to. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. And you, Izzy, you guys take that bullet for me, sir. So did that last as long as like don't f the b in apartment C or whatever the no, fuck that no. was called? Two guys, a girl in a pizza place was on for like four oh, or five a, years. That's, was it? That's yeah. the one with Jessica Jones, right? Yeah. Yes. Here, oh, you know yeah. what? Is Hold she on. oddly attractive? Uh, or she's just not oddly flat attractive. Out hot, sir. Um, she could get it she's for <laughs> sure. I don't remember what her name is. <laughs> no. Why she's, would you? Yeah, it's Jessica Jones, man. Hey, she's Jessica Jones. What's her uh, name? Carol. Could you tell us how long was the show Two Guys a Girl in a Pizza Place on? Hold on, checking. Two Guys a Girl in a Pizza Place was on for four years, boys. Wow, not bad. Yeah, not I mean, bad. I mean, it's lasted longer than the F and B in Apartment C. I kind or whatever. of dug that show, though. Don't trust the B in Apartment Twenty Three. The only the thing I really loved in that show was James Vanderbeek's caricature of himself because he played himself, right. but like as this crazy tortured actor, like alcoholic. Like, sure. Name it. Name a problem. He's got it. It, it was, it was actually kind of funny. And I got a Kristen Ritter problem, so I could pretty much watch oh, do anything. that's her name. Kristen that's her name. Yeah. Kristen Is she Ritter. related to John Ritter? I, no, she's not. He, uh, Doesn't John Ritter's son act, though? He, he's like, no, he's, he's the a, director and writer. No, yeah. no, he was on like a big TV show for a too, long time. He might act, too, but I think he directs and writes mm-hmm. now. Oh, okay. Well, well I'm not bugging Carol with that shit. No, she's, she's on one, dude. <laughs> when she hits the keys that hard... 
it's usually means she's had a rough right? night. Dude. So what are we drinking here, boys? Um, I uh, I brought this. Uh, I decided I should start bringing this shit if I'm going to have a sip of it here and there. Uh, this is Pine Bluffs Distilling's single barrel straight bourbon whiskey. It's from old Wyoming. Wyoming is fucking God's gorgeous. country, dude. Like it is big sky beauty, dude. Like mm-hmm. I really love that state. Just I don't like the people necessarily. I don't know a lot of people from Wyoming, but yeah. but the fu- I knew somebody from Casper. A bunch of actually a handful of dudes from Casper, Wyoming had moved to go to San Jose State and were working at one of the restaurants I worked at and they all had a house together. Some of the craziest motherfuckers I've ever met in my life were from Casper, Cowboy, Wyoming. Cowboy town. Yeah. So the uh, there's not much on the bottle. It has some tasting notes. It says saddle leather, toasted vanilla, and shortbread cookies, which I get a little bit of on here. What are you guys tasting? We had some unidentified flying yeah. flavor profiles. I mean, first yes, of all, sir. the vanilla shortbread cookie fucking thing is like we can just yeah, we can stop it because yeah. we know where that If all... those things aren't there, we've got a problem. We've got a problem. Yeah. Uh, there's oh, so there's an element to this that I can't quite put my head around. Um, um, it's a I weird enjoy one. it. Yeah. No, it's not bad at all. Yeah. It's good no, sipping whiskey. But uh, but I don't know that the tobacco is not a lie. There is some very pipe tobacco. Also leathery notes, no doubt about it. Those come right through, like Ron Burgundy. Hey, um, mahogany. I just there there's I don't. It's probably a mash bill thing. If I had to guess, it's just a weird. Uh, <laughs> proportion of corn versus rye versus malt that is creating mm-hmm. maybe something or like weird barrels or like a weird yeah. char. It's not a bad tasting whiskey, but can I get can I get an, an abstract with it? It tastes the way Sam Elliott's voice sounds. <gasps> Ooh, gasp! <laughs> what, are you guys, what do you think <laughs> Sam Elliott's? Did I stop you guys yeah, dead in dude, your tracks? Well, we were just thinking about. I bet you if you. Would you smell like if he was near you? Would you you'd you'd want to just like kind of smell his neck or something? I right? would just lick. His, I would lick, lick his, his leathery mustache. neck. No, lick his mustache. Can I suck on the ends of your mustache hairs? Can I can I suck on them, dude? Whiskers. That guy needs to do more work. He was in that fucking weird Sasquatch Hitler movie that came out oh, not too yeah. long ago. And he yeah, was the man who killed Hitler. Fantastic and dude. hunted Sasquatch. Yeah, he was fantastic in that. And made me cry in A Star Is Born. He starts crying in A Star Is Born, and it makes you cry because if. Sam Elliott, the epitome of male energy, starts crying. You're just like, <laughs> have you ever got, have you guys ever listened to an interview with like Dennis Quaid and he talks <laughs> about the old days? No. Now he would have been a, a pup back then. Right. right? Yeah. Right. That dude used to party in Montana with like Peck and Paw. Oh God. Uh, uh, um, the uh, old Jeff Western Bridges. Folks? Uh, Sam L. Like wow. they had this whole weird like Sam Peck and Paw was a controversial director dude, too. Man. Somebody Amen. got pregnant. That, dude, think about parties. think about how much big dick shit's going on there, dude. That's, I don't care that's what a their dicks look dudes. like, but that's a huge amount of big dick energy. Absolutely, I, I believe I, I heard a quote from Andy Warhol saying, "Why am I not invited to the cool parties anymore?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> After hearing about those parties, oh my god! That, I bet you it ends up being like fucking. I uh, bet Peck and Paw by midnight's like, "I'll cut my dick off." You guys don't even know. <laughs> sure, I'll dude. cut it right off for five dollars. <laughs> I'll cut my dick off for ten dollars. I'll eat it after. Just a four day fucking because Peck and Paw was a nut. He was a four day whiskey and coke binge. Can can you imagine <laughs> if they filmed the things he wanted to film for a lot of the movies Jesus that he Christ. made? Uh, Bring right. Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia. Fucking yeah. classic. I love yeah. that movie. Tell it's me he movie. didn't want to do more with that. Yeah. And he's like, oh, the technology's the not quite there yet. For the time, that movie was pretty fucking it's, intense. It's gnarly. I mean, what if he fucked somebody in the eye hole with a broken fucker, whiskey dude. bottle and they're like, yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> Tom Savini's not really in the game yet. I don't think <laughs> <I> have, <dog. laughs> We're 10 years out from Savini. We're 10 years yeah. out from Savini. <laughs> 
Savini's still cute. Uh, so this is pretty good. Dang. Let's get. Let's see, Carol. Uh, Carol, can you find us a blurb here on this Pine Bluff single barrel straight bourbon whiskey? Yeah, because I've never seen it before. Sure, boss. I'm on their website right now. Is it the Lodgepole Creek? But, what? <laughs> Whoa. No. Lodgepole Creek? I'd lodge like to lodge. I'd like to lodge my poles on. Yeah. No, Carol, that is uh not it. It's called single barrel straight bourbon whiskey. Just type that in. What about a uh, rusted ring? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> is she talking about is, is she there, hitting on is us? Is that a real whiskey? Carol, are you playing? I, I, did you dip into the? We saw a couple fingers missing from the bottle. Did you dip into this a little bit? <laughs> no, Stone Sober Boys. Those are names of other products. I don't see anything about their single barrel straight bourbon. Dude, did you face shift and pull this from a different realm? No, I. It was. It, this wasn't anything fancy. Well, I mean, it's fifty bucks after tax. Ooh. Yeah. So, so you dropped it was some on a coinage shelf. on it. I figured after I, not purchasing aw, for a while, I should treat you're my such a sweetie. My two main bitches. Um, but listen, I think for fifty, but I'm glad you actually brought that up because I will say I don't see a value at 50 and no. we're just being honest. We're not going to lie to you guys. Let's about max what out we at 38 on this. I this feel is like a I was 36, $34 bottle yep. at tops. It's a little pricey for 50. However, I can see people, why people would like it. Um, it, it, like we were talking about, it doesn't have an ass end to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It has an attack and a mid palette. If I was going to go uh, like to a single barrel, similar to something like this, kind of in that price range, it would be like an Elijah would be like, yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's where I'm going. Yeah. Dude. Elijah, I want to Elijah. Try all true. day, homie. That's all, what's up, man. All day. All day. Um, but it oh, does have some, another one. Another, another one. one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but no, it does have some lovely citrus and apricot kind of nose yeah, to it, it for me. Um, it, it, like I said, it's got a really interesting attack. It's got kind of that pipe tobacco and leathery thing in the front. Um, it trails off into more nutmeg and more breakfast spices mid palate, and then it just kind of goes away, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It doesn't linger, um, which is good. So it's not cloying. It's kind of like the way Bobby goes after pussy. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> every, by, every week. By not <laughs> lingering? He just goes away at one point. Once he's done, once he's done what he's done. Ask every barstool in El Moro. Bobby lingers. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I believe there's a, there's a, wow. There's a, you know how when you, you lean up enough with silk screen on something that there tends to be a film where grease. There's like a Rick and Morty <laughs> Rick and pattern. And Morty, man. In the back of half of the chairs. Because oh, you have five Rick and Morty shirts that you wear. That's I, it. I, yeah. And it's I, all the same shirt. I dare you. I will. We will pay for you to get a tattoo of a Rick and Morty, black Rick and Morty t-shirt with a white logo just tattooed on just your entire torso. Make it permanent? Yeah. All right. It's my tribal tattoo. I'm a fucking nerd. That's our tribe. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, so there. Well, we'll talk about this later. What? <laughs> what? No, there's a show we're going to talk about later. Oh, oh yes. Okay. We are going to talk about yes. shows. Yes, programs. we are. Um, but still, and Rick and Morty a, comes up in that show. Oh, it's yeah. A, it's a very, uh, it's very sippable. But again, at 50 bucks, guys, I would. you could probably go back and list some other podcasts yes. of ours with some other stuff that you yeah. might find. The one I was looking for, for was like 74. Hey, the one I was looking for. But that, guess what? They're out of it it must be that fucking good the either Petrero. that or they didn't the old Petrero the one, this has been the one I've been I know where to get it I just didn't have time to drive out to whatever the liquor store is attached to PJ's Market and Dal- by Dalton Ranch I'll just call they those old Scotty at European he's he's the guy who carries it sweet it's just yeah. it's fucking yeah. I love it it's shit. good I, we had it it was delicious yeah. Um, yeah guys so uh, if you're not drinking today good for you but if you are um, you could do a lot worse than this but we don't know anyone not drinking you know I well, yeah. well, I guess I had a sip. I had like I had an ounce now. So let's um, be honest with ourselves. There's yeah. probably three out of our like tens of 
listeners. Yeah. At least are, the dozen or so. That are <laughs> that are probably experimenting with sobriety. Sure. There's sure. a couple. It's but, a shitty but most of them, most of them are hammered all the time and we need them to be because it makes our content serviceable. It's like the Stanford experiment, dude. It's not good. <laughs> Bad experiment. Um, Wait, is that, are we going to flip at some point and the audience is going to come in and be the podcasters and will be the listeners? I'm not listening to those Wasn't the Stanford experiment, the one with the cops make yeah, the they, prison? They, yeah, the cops in the prison. Yeah, where it's yeah. like everybody turns into a piece of shit when they're given like ultimate authority. Gee, that would, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's th- a real thing. That yeah. would never happen, right? That's why communism can't work. Are you shitting me? Yeah, just saying. Have you so guys? Woke. Have you guys? It's really we're getting we're getting very uh, we're getting very close. We're all NFL people here. Yeah, full disclosure. You we two love, way more than me. You guys our, are. I'm into baseball the way you guys are into right. football. We're, we're, we like our sports. We all like a, a sport or two. And if you don't, that's fine. It's just it's one of those things that kind of galvanizes itself at an early age, and I think you just carry it through your life. And we were talking about the NFL. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have been kind of watching. And Sean, you brought you brought this up, so I want to bring it back up for these fine folks. Mm-hmm. But you're talking about the preponderance of people that have basically are yeah. uh, not opting out of their contracts, but straight up sitting out the season. They're sitting out the season. A lot of, I mean, we've seen that with a lot of other professional sports. Plenty of baseball players did it, but with the NFL, but that was financial. That was fi- this isn't some of it. Well, some of a lot of those, like uh, let's use Buster Posey on the one of the biggest Giants players, won mm-hmm. three that helped win three World Series for him. He just said, "I'm not." He just had a kid. Like he has a newborn, and so he opted out because he's like, "There's no way I'm traveling around but, and bringing back germs when I have a kid whose immune system is developing." But then he's like, "But then you got guys like Mike Trout that are like, fuck you, you're gonna pay me five mil. I make seventy a year." Yeah, and he's like, "I'm not gonna give you shit for five yeah. mil." I mean, and I get it. That's they're right now. That actually gives them a lot of leverage, man. When it comes to negotiating now, like they they, it's pretty awesome. How many how many players opted out? Um, in the NFL, for yeah, the NFL. So I think far. the total was like sixty-eight. Jesus Christ! Like right around, dude. Which they, that's a lot. I know Mike Florio. He's a guy I listen to a lot. He's kind of one of the more, uh-huh. you know, connected for sure. insider type dudes. And um, he was saying that he was told by an insider that actually works for NFL, uh, the not for even for a team for like the actual NFL. Right. It's like we expect like nine. And within two days. So what happened? They gave these guys essentially five fucking calendar days. To, to make this decision. Yeah. But and did they so, say they kept their, what was the financial structure? Did they so get paid the same? If you opt out just to opt out, you get 150 grand, which is an advance. It's essentially a loan. It's a loan. It just comes out of your, you, whatever your schedule. It's like when you sign a make, new rapper and you're like, here's, <laughs> you're yeah. getting, you're making this much money, but it's yeah, called recuperable. You actually recuperable. Yeah. That, yeah. And you got to think about some of these guys, like 150 grand is not going to get it done. Nah, dude. But How am I supposed like, to throw a My fat? Lamborghini payments yeah. and all my fucking child support. Dude, fucking, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that some bear, of, You can't buy shit Nikes for 150 so, grand. Now, if you have a pre-existing condition, if you have medical reason, if you've just had a new child, if you're, you know, you got an at-risk family member, there's sure. a lot of di- there's a litany of things you can claim, um, and then you get a 350 grand stipend. Hmm. Interesting. Um, and that stipend goes against your salary. No, the 350 grand doesn't. That if comes just, out of the NFL. From what coffers. the way I understand it is, they just pay you. Now the 150. Oh. If you're opting out because you're just like fuck this, right? Yeah, like I don't even. They're gonna hand you 150 grand, pay your bills, do your fucking thing, right? But you're paying that shit back. Well, I, what's okay. the and what's the juice? Like, are they, is it oh, is right? it zero point four APR financing so. for eighteen months? <laughs> it's a thirty percent vig. Um, <laughs> it just comes off the top of your scheduled uh, salary. Sure. Huh. 
And so what I understand now is the other thing that's kind of being bandied about with a lot of these guys is like, well, why don't I just fucking retire? Right. I go on the reserve retired list. Mm-hmm. Right. And when I want to come back, I come back. Yeah. Right. Find now, a loophole. There's going to be people that would affect pretty directly because of signing bonuses. So like if you just signed a brand new contract, like like Patrick Mahomes who just got I don't know what. All the money in the world? 80 million in signing bonus or whatever the fudge it I was. I think he's a billionaire. <laughs> this yeah. funny, dude. Um, Did you just censor yourself and say fudge like you're a fifth grade teacher? Sometimes it's cuter. <laughs> it's kind of cute. So <laughs> Sean has no idea what you're talking about, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Old dick noodle. But like if you had just noodle signed thing. some huge signing bonus and you retire, you're paying that fucker back. Right? Amen. They'll you know come I mean? get you. So, but there's probably guys that like, like if Aaron Rodgers was just like, fuck it. I retire. I'm going on the reserve retire list. I don't even want to play this year. Yeah, but what what, you know, what would be the, why not just take he the still gets his con- He gets his, whatever the retirement payout is. Right. You what, know what whatever I mean? your contract says it is. Because his signing sure bonus is vested. He's done right. with all that right. shit. He wouldn't right. have, you know what I mean? So but that then is an he couldn't come back and play guys. for another team. No, he would, his rights would still be like, if exactly. Andrew Luck decides to come back, it's he's a cult. The, the, he's still a cult right. until okay. the Colts decide to relinquish his rights. What do you think? Do you think, honestly, though, I mean, I've been watching the NBA, which we were talking, I guess the ratings aren't as bad as at first I heard it was bad, then it wasn't. They're doing this modified playoff, sudden death kind of system. It's really kind of interesting. Hot. He's doing the same How thing with their okay. round robin. Okay, well, I don't. Nobody watches hockey, so You're a fucking um, but, <laughs> but for football, you've I got, thought they disbanded that whole fucking thing forever. No, 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 no. White guys are nice. Um, There's so, plenty of players I, of color. I know, um, but but no, it, the one thing that separates obviously football from every single other sport is the fact that it's a 53 man roster. Yeah, it's and huge. you have the ball guys and the line judge and the this and the medical team. And well, the, it, it's worse than that. Three hundred people on the field just to play. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're carrying eighty some guys. Yeah. Yeah. So no. 53 is your but fielding, that's game day. Fielded. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just in the practice facility all week long. Yeah, you're right, dude. There's hundreds Think of people. Think about the guy that runs the fan and the guy that yeah. runs. I mean, there's a trillion people on the sideline of a there's football. There's the three game. guys that get the whores. Yeah. Yes. That, those, dude, don't those forget guys, about those guys. Those guys get boxy totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but no, <laughs> for, <laughs> there's, there's like 200 people on the field without fans. I would watch football without fans. You could actually hear the impact of the hits, which might be yeah. really cool. Um, because in MMA, we've been talking about now people are releasing videos of like, this is what a heavyweight punch feels and sounds like. And you're like, oh my God. Yeah, dude. Um, but I'm curious do you actually think they're going to be able to get it together enough? Uh, uh, minus actually uh, buying a hotel or renting an entire hotel, covering it with a dome, and everybody who that's there is in that hotel for like three weeks for all the time. Well, it's funny. You're a New Orleans Saints fan. Yes, sir. And they are way ahead of the curve on this. Um, they have already started this concept of like their own private bubble. That's it. So they're getting hotels. They're with setting their families, up. with their fucking yeah, you know, and, make it a um, compound. Yeah, they're mm. kind of they're trying to isolate and sequester 
pretty but, much as much as you can exactly. in a situation like this. But are they going to play in one not centralized area? Because no. baseball is traveling everywhere. Right. And that's why, like in the first week yeah, we they saw, travel, they had they to have... shut down series because the Marlins, 11, a third of their roster, they have 33 men on the roster, 11 of them tested positive for COVID Yikes. in the span of a week. So they had to they had to quarantine them. They had to quarantine the Phillies. They had to quarantine the whoever they had played the week before. So that right. was the, they had to shut down all these series. What if that happens with football? And what happens when these guys well, decide after three weeks, they're like, this is a fucking nightmare. Well, luckily, I'm out. Luckily think, for the Marlins, um, when they when the, those guys didn't show up, nobody noticed because nobody likes them. So it, <laughs> it, it it really worked out well. The crazy thing is the Marlins are doing really well. Are they now? Yeah, the Marlins I were can't doing well last fucking year. fucking baseball, dude. More, when Marlins were doing well, the Giants fucking suck, but we're taking half the series against your boys. The first two nights ago, the, we're the mighty Dodgers. Dodgers shellacked the Giants. The Dodgers. Rough. Just anyway, back to football. Failures. What happens if these well, players, are they signing contracts that say there's extra like, penalties if they decide after half of the season they're like, fuck this, I'm out? I mean, leave. you can you can still leave. Um, I know there's some sort of stipulation, and like, like there's sort of a de facto kind of interim CBA essentially that okay. they're operating on right now. And yeah, you can leave like if you start to feel uncomfortable, and or you can actually get paid if something pops up. Okay, wow. you know what I mean. Like, so it's so almost like hazard pay. Some sort of like health thing pops up. Like there are some stipulations. You can actually go to the league and be like, look. Fuck it, I can't. You know, grand. Well, so have they talked about it at all yeah, since these guys are going to be crashing into each other every five seconds, whether uh-huh. or not they'll be masked up or not? There's been some talk about a face mask kind of insert. I think um, that I can't remember. It was like Under Armour, maybe that was kind yeah. of working on it. That's something that would could like live inside the actual face mask. Yeah, and. Be a barrier. Yeah. Um, I don't really fucking think that matters, though. I mean, you're going to be rolling around with each other, Dude, sweating on each other. each other. I mean, if you're a you're quarterback, fucking... you're literally jamming your hands up sub dude's ass every single yeah. fucking play. Oh, moist, well, no, sweaty you rest your knuckles gingerly on their taint to receive yeah, the height. doesn't work that way. Well, that's how you do that last <laughs> minute line <laughs> that's how they. That's how we did it at my Catholic school's Ooh, football dun, 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 team. Oh, you put God, that hand up there, buddy. Back. You put it up there. Your hand goes up there. Up in the Gucci. <laughs> yeah, like that. You're in the gooch and like let's say you're tom brady and you're 400 years old <laughs> wow he doesn't look a shade over 250 doesn't look a shade actually fuck i wish i looked dude he looks like he's 23 <laughs> I, I wish in my primed i look half as good as tom exactly brady. dude that's <laughs> a fucking captain america he's a beautiful human but uh in tampa bay can you imagine like just some big uh, sweaty fucking greasy just alley marpin fucking <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh my God. Poi eaten. Like Chris Sims says this a lot. He talks about like what that was like because he was in Tampa as sure. well. Sure. Yeah. And um, yeah, he's like, oh yeah, it's the worst. Fuck it. Like when the ball comes up, it slaps and you hear it and then you feel it because it's a moisture, of sweat and mist. Ball sweat? And fuck, you know what I mean? It's a, Yo. and now we're talking about coronavirus where people are getting shit just from being in the same restaurant with each other right. or fucking, right. you know what I mean? Well, like I said, I think they're going to take their chances, obviously. The, the There's centers too much... of the Ebola monkeys of <laughs> There's so much money involved in professional sports. They're going to do whatever they can to, to, to make this happen. I just, it's hard for me to think that you've got all the, you've got all these teams, right? You've got 32 teams. 
and they all have to have proper protocol because they're all going to be interacting. Now, are, the, are they going to be traveling home away, home away like they usually are? Yep. Is that what they're planning on and right they're, now? They're doing 16 games, same schedule as yeah. well. As far well, as that's we know, because change they might too, have by to. the way, over the next well, couple and the, of years. The, the differences I see in baseball and fucking football is baseball is one of those sports where you can play, you can have double headers because it is not as physically grueling of a sport whatsoever. You can have a fucking pitcher who's 400 pounds. Yeah. He can, that pitcher can play two games in it's a fucking day. More of a paid hobby. So it's easy for them to add these double headers, but what happens when you have 16 weeks or 18 weeks with bye weeks or however long the season actually it's seven, is? It's typically seven. When you have to right. skip a week or you have to reschedule a game, that is a huge fucking deal. Oh, it's in a huge. It's ridiculous. Well, the only, I mean, they almost are blessed by the fact that they don't, they aren't going to have concessions and this person and that. Like, they don't have to reschedule a million people's lives. It's only the people playing and coaching. Yeah. And it's not like yeah. having to re, rework an entire ticketing process. And yeah. so they can and be a little bit more sh- a shift on the fly, and it probably won't hurt a as bad. I just, I mean, we all want to see football. We all want to see some semblance of life getting back together. I'm just, I'm just curious. It's hard. I'm so cynical at this point. Who isn't? Um, so cynical. It's hard for me to even wrap my head around them pulling that off, but I, I hope know. they do. I, I, I have a feeling that we're going to see an abbreviated version of something, and it's going to have an asterisk next to it, no matter what. You think this will be another asterisk season? Kind of thing, like 82 or, 80, you know, they'll strike yeah. you. That was the, the, the I don't remember uh, the foot, because in baseball and hockey, that's that when shit they happens had, every, like, five play, years. They had right. a players union strike, and they brought scabs in, and they, they actually brought oh, replacement players. Yeah. Yeah. I it's, remember, ha- it's happened a couple of times. I remember yeah. Gene Hackman coached. Keanu Reeves was the fucking yep. quarterback. Yep. yep. Yes. Yep. The yep, movie not The Replacement. Not as fine as performance. <laughs> John Favreau was awesome in that movie. He actually <laughs> he was, was really, really good. Um, I, but I but, know that like there's a lot of people trying to get back to just regular life in every regard. Pretty much. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we're talking about these guys that are like multimillionaires and maybe yeah. think I about mean, red people. There's a there's a poor and a middle class in the NFL just like there is anywhere. There's yeah. dudes that pay it's all relative, you know, that play for peanuts. Yeah. Respectively, yeah, right? they, they only work they for five hundred grand or something. You know what I mean? But if you're, you know, one of these Aaron Rodgers guys or whatever, you know, and you're making they're not thirty five million, who gives a shit? Which is right funny though, because when we looked but at those that guys list, are all, they're coming. When we but, looked at that list yesterday of all those players, we didn't see any of the upper echelon guys you figured would go. Hey, I'm not going to play. No. Quit. But, and maybe who knows? Maybe the, and seeing that the players' association hasn't been up in arms as much as you'd think they would be, perhaps there's some other incentives going on that we well, don't know about. And, and they fought pretty hard. I mean, they really. Went to bat for the players. Yeah, I, I think the NFLPA actually did a pretty good job. Of well, they just sure, completed but, the latest CBA. Um, like, I mean, they, they did. They, they, although it's almost kind of moot right now, but I think it would have been really nice, in my opinion, if they would have given them a lot longer than five days. I think it'd be a more human thing to let these guys hit training camp, go through the process, see how this is actually going to be. Wait a month, see who actually gets sick. Yeah. For all you know, it's everybody gets sick, idea. and now what? You now you can't opt out. Yeah, because well, if you have a break, if you have an outbreak, permanent, by the way, if you have an outbreak with two wow. teams, you're done for the year. Yeah, you're done. You can't come back. You can't come back. Ooh. Yeah, there's That's no coming crazy. back this season at all. Well, like it, uh, the guys that have opted out, they're done well, for the year. Bobby, you brought up the fact that what it's like for guys that are making that have enough money to live comfortably, regardless of whether or not there's a season. This kind of goes into another thing that I want to talk about, which is normal people getting back to life. Yeah. And with that becomes opening schools. Yeah. And um, this is 
Bobby, you're a parent, but you haven't had to you haven't had to wipe anybody's butt in quite a few years. So, um, and Sean, well, not a child. Hey, um, <laughs> barely your own. Um, but but no, um, you know, as Bobby a, as, only found out he was his like six years ago. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> By the way, his mom listens to this podcast. I'm okay. kidding. I'm joking. Um, Can we have a retraction? Yes, yeah, yeah, so that's a retraction. I'm <laughs> fucking around. Uh, who's also a teacher? By the way, she is. Oh, uh, yes. okay. Yeah, she teaches so, science. This is a lot. This is a huge ripple in a pawn conversation by virtue of, yeah, you talk about the teachers, they got to go back to work and earn a living. How do they feel? How comfortable are they with that? Now I know Bayfield, which is the little um, town we talked about down the road. Bay um, Tucky nuptials. Bay Tucky nuptials. Have you ever wanted to get married and watch NASCAR <laughs> at the same time? <laughs> and roll down a sewage ditch. <laughs> um, so over in, in Bay Tucky there, Bayberry, um, they're opening. They were going to originally just open full bore. Somebody yeah. came to their senses, and now they're only doing it split, what they're calling a split schedule, and online only, um, which is different from us here in Durango. And I know, God, think about what this must be like district to district, state to state in the entire country. Everybody's figuring this shit out right now. It's, it's an insane undertaking. Well, I had heard that they were going to call it mixed. That the Bayfield was going to say that it was like a mixed schedule. It's, they call but it then they said, But then they said if we use the word mixed with kids, they'll start thinking mixed breeding's okay, and we can't have that in Bayfield. <laughs> wow, Sean. yeah, yeah. Bayfield doesn't work. Wow, right. They don't. They don't like. They don't like that, dude. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You ain't gonna poison. Can't get no mocha latte in fucking Bayfield, uh-huh. buddy. <laughs> Let me tell you a story. My great grandfather. He found out he was a quarter Cherokee. Hung himself. Hung himself. Like he should have. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> he hated himself so much. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to ruin those inbred bloodlines with any, you know, out of, out of, yeah. the, out of the box stuff. Um, so, so, so in Durango here, yes. we have three options. We could either um, do completely online schooling. Mm-hmm. We can do what's split, which is like two days in school, three days out, or three days in and two days mm-hmm. out. Or you can send your kids back to school. Now, after reading a 52-page document and conf- Jesus. conferring with my, my ex, um, we have decided that based on what we've heard, we feel fairly comfortable sending her back full-time. Yeah. Um, it wasn't based on a financial thing, but you got to think about these parents. Like you got a lot of the soccer mom cougars that just stay home and drink Chardonnay that can homeschool. It's cutting into their pool boy. I fucking know. Time. I'm saying, um, but listen, imagine being a parent and, and having to homeschool your kid out of nowhere. I didn't ask for this. I didn't sign up for this. So there's that angle. There's the split angle, which seems almost kind of silly because it's one foot in, one foot out. Right. Like, like you're going anyway. So is that less contact? But, uh, and then you've got the full in and what they're going to be doing is basically they call them, uh, they, they're going to be masked up. They're going to put them in what they're called pods or cohorts. Yeah. And those are basically a defined number of kids that those are the kids you hang around for the entire year. Mm-hmm. You don't play with anybody else. Mm-hmm. You're not in a room with anybody else. They're limiting the contact. Sounds like they have a, f- Oh, and then Wednesdays, the, um, I think is it Wednesday? Wednesday's like almost the whole school closes down to Sani the entire school. Oh. Like they're doing these really aggressive measures. Now I don't know if we're like LA or fucking Chicago or who knows, like a major city, which would be an incredible undertaking. But like, how do you guys like I, I want because I know it was very weird for me to kind of be okay with it. There was part of me that 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 doesn't want to put her back just out of fear. But then there's the other part of me going like how unhealthy is this for your kid to be segregated from other children 
for more than they already have been. Well, kind of, yeah, like, but as long as the ch- we, if, if we look at some people look at children almost as if they're not as smart or don't have the wherewithal that they actually do. No, they're pliable as yeah, fuck. exactly. I get so it. it's people are operating under the like, I've seen these memes going around. They're like, oh, what's going to happen on the first day is one kid with his fucking Spider-Man mask is going to see a kid with a Batman mask and they're going to trade and then the whole school's going to shut down. I'm like, no. then that's your fault as a parent for not properly educating that child into being like, this 100%. is serious. This is your mask. You need to keep it on. And if the kid fucks up, that's the, that's what natural yeah, but, selection is for. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, but Sean, they've already been dealing with like my daughter wears a mask more than I do. Like she's it's they're wired to be able to pick things up quickly mm-hmm. like this and in social interactions. Um, I'm just concerned about her. I'm a concerned about more of her emotional well-being than I am about her yeah. academic so at school, um, I mean, physically, she, her, they're very highly malleable. Oh, f- malleable. Dude, but I could see you could like, throw a kid against a tree trunk. I could put myself have. in your daughter's <laughs> shoes and go, if my if my two best friends that I always hang out with lunch or, or whatever aren't in my pod, I'm essentially not going to see them unless like I run into them on the weekends. And that's not even happening these days. No, not at all. Like, you know, you're uh, which is fine. I mean, we're all having to deal with this. I mean, I, it's hard for me not to go back and just get angry about how this whole thing went down, because that's what it inevitably leads me down the road of getting mad at the powers that be for not doing what they should have done earlier. We would be already through this. We'd be talking about it anecdotally. Well, there is also the argument I'm seeing (laughs) now that uh, while we were joking pretty heavily about, look at what's happening in Florida and Houston. Oh, he's killing his own base. But now when you think about the early onset of coronavirus and how Trump didn't act on purpose, there is chatter that, that Kushner had kind of led him in the direction of let's, it's killing a lot of people in blue states. Let's let this ride. So there is a movement, however small, to possibly try them for crimes against humanity. Wow. Holy shit. Like the card game? Yeah, no, crimes, not oh, cards. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, not Sorry, cards that use the I'm, R word. I miss her. Yeah. Um, no, I, which at this point you would almost consider it a crime. I, I, is that yeah, a thing? And it's, there's, this is all. This is a bit conspiracy <laughs> well, theory-ish, but if you look at bit. like his slow – when you look at the, the hot spots being Los Angeles, San Francisco, Seattle. Oh, you mean highly dense metropolitan areas? And New York. <laughs> and then you're like, let this shit spread like wildfire. And then when they realized it's not necessarily killing enough people and it's actually killing his campaign is when he started to roll that stuff back. I don't think so, man. He waited a lot longer than that. We knew Florida and Texas. Texas and Louisiana. We knew his base was getting fucked and he still didn't do it. I don't, I, I'm not really, I'm no, not, and I'm just saying that, that I, that I wanted to offer that up because it was an interesting conversation piece, but take it with a grain of salt of, audience. Of course. For sure. Of course. Um, I think what he really did was like try to establish plausible deniability. Yeah. Um, it's his fault. It's easy. Fault. It's easy he, for he, people to believe that he's an idiot. So. He, he just shifted everything to governors. He shifted everything to municipalities. He, he shifted everything to local Especially if it's a Democrat governor, you know, he goes yeah. after him with fire. Yeah. He's just like, it's all You're the Democrat. No law and order, no ability yeah. to. I would never punch a man that old. Would you? Really? But I don't know how to finish that. Dude, they go down <laughs> so fast. They go down so fast. You never hit an old guy? Uh, and he's, dude, oh, he's great. He's like six three. He's my, he's my height. He's not a he's not a small man. You he know what I mean? he likes him some cheeseburgers. If I could just change levels and drop that fucking overhand right, just on drop him, that right. Come over the top like, on him. Take a, take a take a nap. Do you think Dude. the hair catches your fist? <laughs> <laughs> like a Shaolin monk, me Seymour. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but I I really did have reservations. I felt kind of like almost like bad, but mm. in my mind I'm like. Look, we're going to the grocery store. We're going play. It's not like she has zero contact with people. Yeah. Um, she goes home and her her mom's family, uh, you know, or they they hang out. So I mean, 
you know, there is there's a lot going on outside of that without adding more risk. But mm-hmm. at the same token, I'm like, dude, man, these poor fucking kids. What are you zooming friendships? Like it's just well, the kids are already hardwired rough, for that. Dude. I think it's harder for adults because kids have already, to a certain degree, have, have every Bought generation, yeah. every generation's communication with their network gets more and more digital. Mm-hmm. So these kids are used to fucking FaceTiming or Twitch or doing no, something right. with you're their right. with their friends. I mean, it breaks my heart, but you're Tiki, right. Yeah. Tiki talks and and it's see you say that shit because you're even older than me, and I have always thought that we uh, there's always a gross overestimation of how this new element of technology is destroying our way of life. They said that shit about the television. They said it about the about radio. Video games. They said it about fucking books. When as soon as the printing press became a thing, they're like, people are buried in their books instead of paying attention to what's going on around them. Well, no, that was a religious Communication thing. changes. Yeah. Communication I, changes, and the way that kids are communicating with other people, even though it's something that we don't understand, it is viable, I, and that's just how it's going to be. I'm not trying to be old-timey, and my music back in the day, that's not music. My, <laughs> I'm not trying to do the fucking what my dad basically said to me. I'm not doing that whatsoever. But there has to be some sort of correlation between modern methods of, of communicating and, and mm-hmm. information. The, the absolute disingenuousness of people with filters and appearing one yeah. way and not being that way. It's one thing when you were talking about television or doing all of that, like the work of the devil, rock and roll is the music of the devil. Like, I get that. But it's the early. Same token, it's this early. Is, it will evolve into yeah, something and, and, that's easier and, and, to deal with. Because look at fucking, like, we, when television first came out, it was cartoon characters selling cigarettes to yeah, children. For sure. So for sure. it got to a point where I arguably certain television and streaming outlets could be detrimental to children and adults alike. But. Once we get past this, I think that kids are, whether or not it's going to get worse with the disingenuousness, kids and when they grow up are going to be able to be better equipped than even we were to deal with how to not get catfished, how to not be like, not how to realize that an angle and a filter is not what this person actually looks like. And they're probably going to lean towards more video chatting with people where you're actually seeing their face. I hope there's a revolution like there is all the time of thought um, where people just completely turn their back on it. And and just to, and, and 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 pull the plug themselves. I, yeah. I I hope to see a generation in the future that look has a hard look at things and go this we don't like this anymore. We're going to go in the other direction. I know it's very idealized and if you unrealistic. ask experts, they are saying that we are going to become one with technology. Well, eventually. this is this is the this we're is, going to be part technology, dude. That's the singularity argument, dude. That this is like literally Kurzweiler's fucking nightmare. Like this is. This is the beginning of the end when we start morphing into the machines that we just made. wait till those Apple glasses come out. It's they. What are they? Tell me about them. They're fancy looking glasses that are similar to the functionality of what the Google Glass was, although they are more stylish. They're smaller, and they're going to offer a lot more features with regards to what you can see and what you what the experience is like. It's they, there's still not a lot out about it. I've only read a couple articles on it. They haven't Whoa. quite done the. But well, they do shit like X-ray vision and no, there's no, that would be rad vision. though. Why not do that? You'll be able to see like your text message, a text message in the corner. What You'll if be I, able to see? What about if they, well, I, I guarantee you that they're going to do this? Is it is a fucking softball? But if you had Apple glasses, wouldn't you design it so you can have like a I'm I'm shrooming filter? Oh, that would be sweet. And just be able to see shit crazy yeah. and like. Like, what if you could do it where you're like, it shows you the height and weight. And yeah, like, you know, what I, it Tracy. does all the metrics and shit. 
I'm just excited to watch. Sketch. I'm just excited to be able to sit there and pretend that I'm paying attention at a family gathering and really I'm just watching <laughs> yeah, Rick and Morty. It's right. And my well, what about, glasses. no, it's going to be like Black Mirror where people get their ratings and through the Apple glasses, oh, you'll gosh. see like, Sean's a 67. It's getting pretty steamy here. It's getting, should, we, should we steam it down? Like, um, Sean, I hope we locked down that one sponsor we talked about. Did we, we did lock it, lock it down of? and we, I figured yeah. that we needed to lock this sponsor down this, considering this week last week's week. sponsor. I know, New man. sponsor thing is a bitch. This is rough, guys. Um, but, but we're trying for you. We got to keep the wheels of justice a turning here at the whiskeys um so we, yeah. we lost our far right crowd oh no yeah they're, we, we kind of lost our base and <laughs> we lost our base and it turns out that when you try to boost an image on facebook that is the mind comp cover with donald trump's <laughs> face on it that their <laughs> review team is smart enough to go i don't think nook actually is selling this and i don't think this is real and because it's an election year maybe we should say no. how dare you suppress our voice <laughs> Right, Google. Uh, and now a word from our sponsor. People ask us all the time, hey guys, what do you drink? You know, when you're not killing the podcast game or gaping grandmas as per usual, what do you sip on when you're just relaxing? When the sun's going down, I like to cheek a handful of skull bandits and pour myself a generous monkey fist of old Joe's super slow gin. We start with only the finest Pennsylvania pond water collected behind the Wawa, then infuse our slow gin with several beneficial botanicals. Chamomile, Ambien, Ginkgo Biloba, and Kate Winslet's Wonky Nipple. Our arguably safe, handcrafted cordial comes in at an alarming 201 proof. So it's not just a tasty sipper, it's also technically a weapon. So if you like to smell strangers' hair, give unsolicited back rubs, or flat out shit the bed on national television, slug down a heaping monkey fist of old Joe's super slow gin. Distilled and bottled by Melted Kendall Spirits, Coon Hunter, Pennsylvania. We're back from the break. And uh, Bobby, we have a fabulous call this week, don't we? Well, there's someone that's like become more than a friend to the podcast. Amen. Like, let's face it. He's kind of part of the podcast. Our, yeah. He's our, the fourth podcast. Our, he is, our he phantom really is. limb. He, he mm -hmm. is the phantom limb. Yeah. And uh, I've known this gentleman since 2005. And uh, we've have, we have a variety of things that we could probably talk <laughs> yeah, about. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, but yeah, I think Mr. John Brown is going to join us John here. Do Brown, we got him Brown. on the line? Yeah. Are you on the line, John? I don't know, man. Just sprinkle some goddamn Ritz crackers on me. <laughs> <laughs> is that a yes? Was that, was that Bobby's cousin Bobby in the background there, John? Yeah, he's he's making a jello or something. He's making a jello. Bobby Bobby making with an a jello. I'm making a jello. <laughs> How's it going, bud? Good guys, how are you? Good Doing well. You. Wonderful. Thank oh, you for so sharing to to you, sharing some of your day with us. We are uh, Ooh, we're yeah. super super excited to have you on, so you can absolutely destroy Bobby. Yes, from what <laughs> when when we were working our way through all of our closest friends, when we said. Hey, when's John going to be? Bobby started to sweat from the brow. So we're, start, we're trying to guess that you may have seen him at his best or worst, and we're really looking forward to hearing all about it. <laughs> yeah, I've, uh, I've seen him at, uh, at both. But I will say, like, it's, uh, it's a tough thing to do because I feel like every embarrassing story of Bobby, like, I, 
I am also embarrassed. In <laughs> <Yeah. that>. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were usually <laughs> driving. <laughs> <laughs> watching? No, I'm, no. I know, right? No, you were in the closet. You were driving. You were you were uh, ancillary to the story. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why is it that Bobby cannot drive himself anywhere ever? Yeah, this, it's like I thought this was because of your you know last year's kerfuffle, but no, this no. is like a thing. <laughs> This I mean, is a thing. You guys have seen me drive three times. Yes. 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 And all of those have turned into <laughs> calamity. Yes. Well, you never got your oil changed on your like 1985 Subaru Outback. So I can understand why the thing broke down a lot before you couldn't drive it. Sold the thing for like three grand. You sold it for three grand? Yeah. Oh yeah. my wow. God. What an idiot the, the bought whole that thing. for a dollar over $5.99. <laughs> So yeah, I, definitely, I definitely sat in that Subaru. I don't know if it ever moves, but I sat in it a few times. Yeah, it smelled like cigarettes and women's broken dreams in there, I probably. <laughs> That's every Subaru. Every Subaru. <laughs> I think back in like, what, 2008, 2009, John, you were living with uh, my ex-wife and I, and I think you drove my old Subaru a couple of times. I did, yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't even remember what, what car you, you, you didn't really have wheels of your own for a couple of minutes there, but like, I mean, you had your little green truck. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it works. What kind it of really truck was it? Tell me, it was a ninety Ford Ranger. Uh, it, it was. It was, a, it was a goddamn two thousand one Ford Ranger. Oh, yes. that's amazing! I, yeah. In two thousand one, I had a nineteen ninety Ford Ranger with the wheat stripe. And I fucking, I put 500,000 miles on that thing by the time. Well, I got it with like 150. And then, dude, those things would run forever. I remember not getting the oil changed for a year and nothing happened. Like it was <laughs> nothing, fine. Nothing changed. Yeah. <laughs> so, John, you know how this works. We usually are doing our best to embarrass one another by asking all of the worst possible questions about each other in our most vulnerable moments. So, John, let's just open it up with we'll let you go free style my question isn't really a question it's just a statement tell me the story that you think is going to make bobby look the worst <laughs> wow well um and i'm gonna look longingly at him just <laughs> i'm just gonna be basking in his pain that's a that's a broad brush <laughs> I mean, we can edit out this first statement but i will say he when I moved in with Bobby, he seemed to be married to some like fourteen-year-old boy. But other than that, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this is before the boob job. Wow. Are we are we doing a ladyboy callback oh, right now? I think, this, I think what we're saying is that Gigi Homewrecker was a carpenter's dream before going Ooh, under the knife. Oh, gotcha. Copy oh my that. God! Wait, actually, I got to think about that. Did she didn't have boobs? This was pre. This was pre boob. Yeah, pre surgery. Ah, so just pre, two tic tacs uh, on an iron. Pre transition. Yeah. Uh, you were living with <laughs> and I. Pre op. And we yeah, we'll beep out that name I just said. Yeah, I know. Good idiot. job. Yeah. yeah. And I I wasn't even referring to her to the boobs. I was just I referring know. to like the walls and walls of action figures. <laughs> <laughs> And like waking up in the morning, and she'd be on the computer going, "Oh, I wonder if I can buy, buy this purple clown nose." And and oh, you know, that's actually God. really funny because her the action figures were hers. You're what kind of action? No, figures? she had like a collectible set of all the Todd McFarlane like Conan oh, dolls and shit. Why the dope, fuck dude. did you let this woman go away? <laughs> this sounds like the perfect chick, bro. No, the more I learn about, it, the more I realize what a fuck up Bobby is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're going to beep that out. I pissed it all away for a 25 year old bank teller. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Who has it? Right. When I, when I look back on it, um, 
Yeah, I, I kind of agree that it, it might have I, I might have played a part in this divorce. It was like a slow burn. <laughs> but but uh, when, like she a comes bit. home from work like a twelve-hour shift, and Bobby and I are just covered in like J Bo's ribs gravy. And shit. <laughs> <laughs> No doubt. No, and we ate it like it was uh, wedding cake. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be serving him a rib right in his big fat face. (laughs) So please proceed with the thing that would make Bobby feel as broken as he is. Man, I don't don't really even know where to start. They're they're not terrible because I love the story so much, but uh, uh, I'll start with like, you know, he came down to Florida for a Wilco show. Um, Shocker! A few, few years back, um, and uh, I, I drove us to that Wilco show. Obviously, <laughs> and, uh, we we were kind of pre gaming in front of the show, and this like couple comes up to us, and Bobby and I are already at this point just just gone. We're just we're plastered. And but, I, uh, I think there was also Matt and Jeff, or like there was a couple of other guys with us. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Like some Florida friends were popping in and out through yeah, the yeah. night. Yeah, yeah. So this couple comes up. The girl um, is is very nice. Bobby is already drooling at the mouth, and uh, her boyfriend is right there, who uh, could definitely kick both of our asses. Um, <laughs> Bob, you can't see it, but Bobby's like shaking no. his head, going, "No, not that." No, I would have <laughs> fucked that guy up. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, they go off on their way. We're we're in the show, and then Bobby is just like, I see his eyes darting throughout the night. And then, and then I follow his eye line, and it's just on this chick the entire time. And I'm like, Christ, sounds like, like our Bobby <laughs> smoker. Um, and uh, she she was pretty. She looked like, um, at the risk of sounding kind of racist, she looked like a gypsy. I don't know. She, <laughs> it's she not racist like, to say gypsy. They're not people. You know, um, you know, it's like we do have you know, a Jew the in the room. Thinner, wow, the movie thinner. Like she looked like the old the lady gypsy from like thinner. <laughs> wow, well, I don't feel like this story's going well. I me. like this. no, that's the idea. She Audra, <laughs> by whether I still remember her name. Her name was Audra. Audra yeah, of course it, even, it was. It's oh even like God. a majestical yeah. name. Of yeah. Still remember her name? She was lovely. First of all, she <laughs> was lovely. Go on. You know the story a bit. Somehow, I don't remember how. Maybe Bobby, you can fill it in. I don't remember how. Somehow, Audra ends up with the, in the car with us, Sans boyfriend, and then she's just like, "Let me guys show you a night on the town in St. Augustine." And we're like, "Cool." Yeah. And uh, we start going to all these like shady bars. Um, that I'm, you know, I'm I'm kind of from St. Augustine, so I was kind of curious why she was bringing us to all these bars. Well, when you say shady bars, the first place we went with Audra, and this is where she and I first kissed. Was the VFW? VFW. <laughs> I didn't even know we were at the VFW until like the guy was like, "That'll be uh, two dollars for your gin and soda." I was like, "What? Jesus Christ!" And so yeah. that's how I figured out we were at the VFW. And then um, we're, I'm just kind of like third, you know, I'm the third wheel the whole night, just kind of following them all around. Um, they're making out here and there, but I still I'm like, why is she taking us all these like like hidden weird little like shitty? I'm fine with. But then we, we, we walk up to this bar I'm very familiar with called Trade Winds, and I immediately go, this is a terrible idea. Um, it's kind of like a, I mean, it's a biker bar. Um, oh, God. <laughs> you know, a, a Jewish gentleman like myself may not be um, excited to enter. <laughs> yeah, no, a bunch of methed out white supremacists is yeah, exactly yeah. who you want to be talking and to. I bring John Brown. <laughs> and my my new uh, courtesan. 
At least your name's not Shecky Finkelstein or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, John Brown's going to get you through a lot of doors, yeah, buddy. Yeah, going to get you in there, Bubba. <laughs> it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no. I have nothing to complain about. I'm a, I look like a corn-fed 6'5 white guy, so no, no worries. But, um, so, yeah, we get to the trade winds, and there is live music happening. You can hear it outside. I shit you not, as soon as we opened that door, it was like, uh, like yeah. everything stopped. Everyone looked at us. Everyone knew Audra. Everyone knew Bobby was not Audra's boyfriend. Oh, my God. We were nice. there about 15 minutes too long. <laughs> right. You were there for longer than one minute after the look? So, like, I, I, no kinda, doubt, I was so, kind of tapping Bobby, and I don't think he got it until about no. five. No, no, Bobby is laser focused on infidelity at this point. <laughs> Her infidelity. Well, hey, uh, oh, so you're not married right now? I was no, okay. no, no. This was oh, I was okay. post. He's just laser focused in his lecherous ways on the attainable goal and the plane he needs to break in her pants. So I'll fill in just a couple of quick little spots. The reason this all happened um, is because this douche that she was with gets fucking hammered in the show. I mean, yeah. yeah, And he leaves her. That's right. So John and I are walking out of the show and they see her and we see Audra and she's like, have you guys seen? fucking Mitchell Brent whatever the fuck his name is Chad and Kyle course, thank you Kyle is perfect yeah. and at that <laughs> moment we're like no no we haven't seen him like how are you doing you okay and she's like well, I don't know I just fucking like kind of kind of got abandoned we walk 20 more feet and we see him in the parking lot and he's holding like four posters in his hand all askew <laughs> and he's trying to like he's trying to like talk these two chicks into going home with them or some shit he's fucking hammered out of his gourd right so we and just so walk. you just throw a sheet on him so she can't yeah. see him so we just walk by him right so she comes walking up to us she remembers where our truck was <laughs> she remembers where your and truck she's was. like well i can't find him and i was like no we just saw him over there and oh, so you told he's so further like you know he's he, he's found what he's doing he's in the nether realm and she's yeah. like fuck it She's like, let's go. Like, get, I'm getting in the truck with you. And I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, here we go. So to go back to the trade wins, there was the one thing I remember, and John can tell the rest of the story. Okay. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna uh, encroach on his 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 moment here. Um, the one thing I remember was there was a guy that literally looked like Patrick Swayze from Roadhouse. As yeah. oh, that's the, so chill. And I know fucking John remembers this guy. So you're like, there this was is this the one cooler. bouncer. And I'm like, I thought, I thought it was dusty bottoms. Yeah. yeah. Dude. <laughs> right. And I'm like, you know what? I can take everyone in this room except, except for that guy. little skinny bitch. Well, he's will, the cooler. That he's guy the will, cooler. That guy will pull my liver me. out yeah. of my chest. <laughs> yeah. Of course he will. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what so what happened all right so we're in there and i i you know this only happens when i'm around bobby and michael beavers um <laughs> i am not a, i am not a fighter but god damn if i'm not when i'm around these two i just i want to fucking fight the whole goddamn bar so <laughs> bobby is like making out with a chick and i start seeing all these eyes i poke bobby and he's seeing all the eyes and i'm like because those are all Kyle's mm-hmm. boys, right? <laughs> Local, Local boys. Yeah. And his boys. dad and grandfather probably. I don't fucking know. Yeah, yeah. Like, Kyle's dad is watching you tongue fuck his future daughter-in-law. <laughs> True story. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we basically, we did get out of there unscathed. Um, it, it was getting a little gnarly as we were leaving. We were getting a lot of pushes. Uh, and yeah. it, was, it was a little squirrely. But the reason I find the story a little embarrassing, and Bobby, like, this is how I remember it. I don't remember if... This is accurate. I was pretty loaded. I'm pretty sure. Didn't didn't you like wake up with her and like meet her daughter and 
Like going, like, <laughs> Whoa. No, that's still like, dope. No. You're mixing that up no. with like 13 <laughs> other Bobby stories. Yeah. 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 We might be um, conflating. Yeah. Some Have you stories? seen Doctor Sleep? The beginning of Doctor Sleep. That's Bobby's fucking life. Waking up with the chick that used his money to buy cocaine, and there's an unattended child that you're pretty sure is gonna die, but like within a day of you leaving. So you did not meet her daughter. Like no, 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 no. Never met oh. her daughter. Um, there, there was a follow-on weirdness that. that That's that, what it was. Okay. okay. Um. So you and I leave. We drive back to uh, Jacksonville. Back to your place out there on that weird beach where you guys lived. And then um, <laughs> I hadn't thought about this girl for like six months or something like that, right? Okay. And all of a sudden, she just pops up on my Facebook feed. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. And like friend requests, the fucking, you know, the whole sure. thing. Yeah. Sends you a picture of her butthole on Messenger. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, how do you even, are you seriously, how like how does this even happen? Right. My guess being, there the was gypsy. like, the gypsy. She's That's a gypsy. Yes. She put oh a, she God. put a petrified crow's eye in your pocket and has been tracking you. <laughs> <laughs> was it Stevie Nicks gypsy? Like that kind of style oh, gypsy? I, no, it was thinner. It was no. Stephen King. It was thinner. It was thinner. Yeah. It was oh drag God. me to hell. Gypsy lady. You know, gypsy. Right. Fuck you guys. <laughs> she was hot. She was hot. I'm well, no, sure they're all was. hot before she you know the, the all the, she was the dark things they've done start to rock <laughs> them the from the inside. Hits their face, they're all hot. Okay. <laughs> we met her in the day, you fucker. <laughs> oh god. And so, so yeah. Did anything uh, anything, anything else happen? Ra- uh, happen after the follow? No, the only follow. So I I did accept her friend request, and the next he day gonna, he was going to move down here and be uh, be. At some point. Oh my god! Were you, were you oh going to travel around and spray like asphalt everywhere, <laughs> like the other gypsy boys do? And Bobby was going to go and... down there and be the stepdad that his dad never was yeah. <laughs> to that young little sweet girl. She wasn't that young. <laughs> her daughter was two years older than her. I have no idea. <laughs> What's weird is we never saw the daughter and Audra in the same room. <laughs> never. It's a Mrs. Doubtfire situation. It was a weird. Was situation. was Fleetwood Mac playing? I feel like it was a little more voodoo. It was a little yeah. voodoo. Um, so I, I mean. All the stories I have are really, they're really just embarrassing for me because I just remember my own account of our, I mean, they're embarrassing for Bobby too, but like, I have so many like that involved Durango and I don't know. So this is what I was going to say. I, is there, this is going to be a weird one. We haven't done this one before. Usually it's like, what's the most embarrassing story or what have you? Yeah. Okay. This is your opportunity to come clean and maybe tell a secret or something that Bobby does never known about. Yes. That you know that now there's been enough water under the bridge where oh you can feel that it's yeah. okay to tell him. Like that deep, like, you know, like me like and my if cousin you ever saw dicks once. Like his, if you ever saw like a girl he was dating do something and didn't tell him or if you saw something. Okay. Is there, there's got with as much time as you guys spent together, there's got to yeah. be a moment or, or something that he doesn't know that, you know, and you've never told him. I don't know. How, I don't know how embarrassing it is, but, um, and I kind of came clean with him la- last week about one of them. Uh, <laughs> but you know, Bobby has this thing where since I've known him, he has these, you know, friends that will just come hang out with us. These girls that were just... Oh, God. We just talked about this. There's no such thing as just a friend that is a girl to Bobby, no matter what he says. (laughs) So so I won't say timelines or anything like that. But there were two specific instances 
one, um, where <laughs> I was probably like a little pissed at him, like a little pissed at him. Um, that's generally looking, our entire relationship. Me, not looking out for me in this situation. Okay. But we were at the starlight and, um, <laughs> this, he, he invites, he's like, Oh, my friend, I don't even know her name, but my friend, so-and-so she's, uh, she's going to come hang out with us. She's real, she's real cute. Like blah, blah. And I was like, cool, man. Cool. So I'm thinking, thanks buddy. Like I'm single. Like, Oh, yeah, boy. I already know where this is going. Oh, <laughs> so we sit down, we're having drinks in the starlight, and um, I am like, you know, I'm having, I'm, I'm about seven sapphire sodas in, and I'm like, this is going really well for me. This is going very well. Fuck yeah. Bobby goes to the bathroom, and I don't remember what was said, but this girl, this little, like, she was probably like 23. This little, I mean, she was even Jewish, Bobby, you fucker. Right. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> she, <laughs> she, she, and she straight up asks me, um, like when we were like, like, uh, planning to leave. So I was like, sweet. Um, perfect. Uh, long story short, yeah, Bobby fucked her. So, <laughs> oh my God, dude, what a, what then, a piece of shit, dude. And, and then, but I didn't, I didn't, I don't think he knew that I knew, like they had like a thing for a bit, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Bobby is loving this, by yeah. the way. Yeah. yeah, we had a thing. We had a thing. It was a marriage-ending. Bobby is not the guy. Bobby's never the guy that you that is the matchmaker for you because no. any girl that he's like, I think she'd be great for you. He is supremely interested in himself. That's why he thinks she'd be so great for you. Yeah. Yeah. There was one time when I thought it might be, and it was like the last time I was in Durango. And he was like, hey, this, this chick's going to come hang out with us. I think we were going to go sing some karaoke or something. Oh, God. And this when she walked in, I was like, oh, it's, uh, it's uh, Pigpen and Charlie Brown. Like, she. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's like, oh, Bobby probably brought her to talk to me. But Dude, he threw some, he chummed the water for you, Bubba. He chummed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So would you, would you confidently say that Bobby is absolutely the worst wingman ever? Uh, in my experience. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but Thank uh, you. also because even when we were back in Louisiana, or Mississippi, I mean, I'm sorry. Mississippi, Mississippi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this girl that I had like a little infatuation with that I ended up moving to Seattle with, ugh, mm-hmm. it was terrible. That sounds horrible. The whole time he's like, dude, she's great. Dude, she's wonderful. Not until I moved to Seattle, he's like, dude, I can't believe you fucking moved to Seattle with that girl. <laughs> oh my <laughs> she's God. Crazy as she's crazy. She's crazy. She's crazy. Probably the worst wingman of all time. Well, probably the worst wingman. That's all I needed from you, sir. Um, I, I, I wanted, I wanted to ask you when, I, despite this, you know, all these Ronas and pandemics going on, um, the next time you're in Durango, um, I hope as our phantom fourth limb, of this podcast that you will uh, do us the honor of sitting in with us for an episode. I think that would be amazing. Thanks, John. We appreciate you taking some time out, Doug. We We appreciate it. We love you so much. I love you guys. Uh, I love you, man. So now Bobby, speaking of your love life, um, we had a show that we were going to talk about, a new show on Netflix <laughs> called <laughs> Love on the Spectrum. Are we recording? Well, it's yeah. clear that it's clear in all of these all of these uh, interactions with women that he lacks the empathy, just like certain people on the spectrum. Well, when you're on the spectrum, 
you have like classes of being on the spectrum. So this show and, and, and listen, we're not, we're not trying to bite your mom's house. Obviously we have, we don't have a trillion subs, so we're not even in the same like atmosphere, but I will tell you, I originally learned about this show from that podcast. So yeah. for all rights do, um, I'm not a big like reality TV guy. I hate it. It's Especially vapid. dating shows, man. They're it's so vapid awful. and empty and scripted and fake and shitty. And I'd rather watch a real fiction show than a pretend nonfiction fiction show, if that right. makes sense. So, but I heard them talking about this. And I was like, wow, this sounds really interesting. Um, and then basically fell in love with every single person on the commenced to I, I mean, Sean watched it. Bobby just started watching it. I've only it. seen the first episode. I've, I'm like six in yeah. or something. I've, I've seen four or five. It is Damn. the most endearing, beautiful, funny, sad, informative. Like, like informative. if you're not, if you've never been you've close never, with somebody that has that, autism or it, educated but, on it, it really helps you get and a listen to the gi- the giant span of what being on the that's why it's a spectrum yes. it's large you can't lump them in and say certain things you, are are like uh certain attributes are congruent through the whole absolutely community. not some Even people don't have that. empathy some or like michael in the show where he has like a super Over sense empath. for being able to tell if somebody how they're feeling and knows when they're lying about how they're feeling well they're, they they it, it's a lot of emotional iq questions that you ask yourself and and when you have like a say a slight if you have a small case of asperger's Mm-hmm. That's on the spectrum. Yeah. But it could actually be beneficial. It could help you hyper focus and be really good at a job. Yeah. So there are people that do have lived with this their whole life. So it's these people trying to find love. Um, and it is like the, the sweetest. Like it made me feel like I was I, like I'm a horrible person for not having autism. <laughs> Right, like, like these people are the most honest, open, free, and I know. And they're, I know they they also you know have to endure pain and do stuff as well. And I get that. I'm not saying like they're living like without any regret or without any sort of much the opposite. But the way they chose they choose to um, expose themselves and be honest and open is really just after this Kardashian isms of life that we've been going through for the last 10 years. Thank goodness for this. The curly headed young lady, Chloe, Chloe, Well, not the soup, not the young one though. The uh, the the one they introduced a little bit. The one who has a boyfriend. Ruth. Yeah. Ruth. Ruth. It it kind of strips away of a lot of like misconceptions that people would have about like people on the spectrum. Um, when she's just like simply like, you know what sucks is just people not thinking I'm smart. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, I'm smart. Yeah. yeah. I am super. Yeah. And she is. Yeah. She's very smart. It's just, a you know what I mean? To, to, and then yeah. her date and the, I don't know the whole thing. It was just like, it's, it's such an endearing, sweet show. It's the exact opposite of every single thing on reality TV that we ever fucking watch. hundred percent. It makes things like the bachelor and stuff like that. You, you, I, it, it, this is why I get judgy with people that watch stuff like that. I get watching garbage TV, but I'd rather watch a cartoon if I'm watching garbage TV. Yeah, I'm not gonna watch right. a fake scripted bullshit like The Bachelor. Like the, that the shit drives me nuts. It always and has. I'm, I'm sure there's a um, level of that with this show well, as well. It's produced, so anything that's produced is framed, and it has to be framed in a light. But the interactions that these people are having are not scripted. I would God be crestfallen. If it turned out that this was like... I don't know if they have the capacity. A guy like Mike on the show. So, by the way, there's a gentleman on the show. If you watch this, and you should. His name's Michael. 
He's one of the early guys at this show, um, and you'll know exactly when we when, who we're talking about if and you guys watch the show. He's the sweetest motherfucker ever. If, he says his dream in life is to be a husband. That's yeah. all he wants. He all wants he to wants. But love he's also somebody. Very abrupt. Yes, he's very direct. And he's very hilarious. like this is what I want, and he's hilarious. He's maybe the one of the okay, funniest so is, human beings. Is it a problematic thing about this show that they are hilarious? No, no, because the family, his, the, mom his mom's laughs. laughing. His his mom said, his mom said, I wish every family could have a Michael. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying. No, it depends. Like, well, there's a part of it where you're just mad. like, fucking look at this chucklehead. But you know what I mean? What, That's what, not what we're doing. So we're no, not, but it's right? not necessarily that he's a chucklehead. It's not, we're not laughing at him. We are laughing literally because laughing he in knows the he, whether he's laughing at himself or not. He is making clever cutting remarks. Yes. And whether and it might just be flowing out of him, but he doesn't look upset. But he he enjoys the reaction it gets right. from people, at least in the show. So I'm sure he'd be okay with yeah. the reaction he's like getting the at home inter, too. The intercourse comment and the yes. you know things like that. It's yes. it's it's. I just endearing. I did have a couple of moments where I was kind of like like self scouting myself. To see if you're laughing at a little bit, with. and I'm like, am I laughing at this guy? I I didn't or find am myself. I like, you know what I mean? I never found because I, I was just found myself giggling well, so Bobby, hard. Bobby, you're, we're pretty empathic people, even though we may not react as such. We at least understand what feelings are going on. We may not agree with them. I I don't know about you guys, but I never found myself for one instant feeling bad for them feeling bad for me oh, enjoying what nope. they're, I'm seeing I felt bad for the people that don't understand them and that would like Mar I feel bad for anybody that looks down on them after it watching was that it, the, the one of the most interesting moments of the show as a matter of fact was almost like revelatory where I'm watching one of the the young ladies and she went on a date with a young man who also was on the spectrum and it was really well it's always gonna be is that the first right? episode with Chloe the yeah, super yeah. awkward yeah. date and yeah. and and then she goes on a date with a young lady later on and the way that it was framed it wasn't even like boy it was almost like should i eat mexican or eat chinese tonight it there was no like there was no awkwardness in this no stigmatized it, it was really outlook one of the most like one of the most um uh, well filmed and produced displays of being able to be fluid um because i didn't feel uncomfortable watching it didn't feel uncomfortable happening it wasn't awkward or forced or no. weird and the it young was, lady that she went on the date with after so they're cute. cutting sunflowers oh my and god thing which by the fucking way stop it go fuck yourself stop it you're a heartless piece of shit yeah well and and i'll go and back she to literally is just like i just really hope she feels the I same just way hope about she really me feels the same way about me oh and it was just fuck you <laughs> so yeah. i'm telling you right now like and i'll yeah. shout out again to tom segura but the thing that really got it, he goes because he's famously kind of a fucking, you know, he's kind of a cold prick, yeah. which makes him funny. But um, he's, he's the a one piece of shit. Yeah, but he's awesome. <laughs> he's he's awesome. an awesome piece but of shit. But he's an awesome piece, piece of shit. Of shit. Oh, self-admitted. <laughs> but but he even said, this is a show that melted all of the ice in my veins. Yep. yep. And that's why I kind of started watching it. And if you need a good smile and to feel good about stuff, yeah. um, I couldn't recommend this more. Yeah. Just a smile. I found myself smiling <laughs> ear to ear. I was so happy. And even had Rex comment like, oh, my God, you're so happy watching this. I'm like, I know. It makes me so happy. Uh, um, I, I, oh, no. If, I was tearing up last night oh, with my no, lady friend. If you needed you know, to. And if she's. Like, she's on the she, spectrum. She could be bristly. She, no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> Are you coming out but right when now when she literally saying, looks at me, she's like, are you going to fucking cry? And fuck I'm like, yeah. uh, maybe. Probably. Yeah. Maybe. You know why? Do you know what I'm going to do after that? 
take you down to fucking pound town, girl. <laughs> the other Two show, the other show I'm going to talk about, Bobby hasn't watched it yet. Sean, you've watched the first season or did you watch no, it? No, I've watched some of the first zero. Season. I've okay. watched none of it. I'm telling you right now, as a con- we're all comic book nerds. We're all fucking Marvel, DC, fucking, yeah, we're those guys. We've always been those guys. Umbrella Academy, guys, I'm telling you right now, invest some time in it. It's fucking hilarious. Sell it to me, dude. It's well acted. Ellen Page is awkward and butchy, and that's fine. And then they've got a talking chimpanzee. The superpowers are very unique and not tropey. There's not like, I'm the this guy, and I'm the fest guy. And right. I'm super high production value. Mm-hmm. They, they are spending all the monies when it comes to this show. Um, they have some actors in it that you know, that you'll like. Um, that um, I can't remember the gentleman's name, the English actor. He's kind of in the the vein of the guy that plays Bond villains. If you knew, if you saw him, you'd know him. But they they have these little kind of sneaky actors they put in it. Ellen Page being probably the most famous of them. Yeah. Um, and then it's it's a lot of to do with timelines. It has a lot to do with the apocalypse. It has a lot to do with um, different sort of everybody being in different timelines at the same time, but it affecting each other. Um, really well written, well acted. Uh, the visual effects are not off-putting by any stretch. The CGI is fantastic. And it's funny. It's fucking hilarious. Nice. They, they do a great job making fun of themselves. So um, I can't recommend it enough, man. It's, I'm shocked you haven't dived into this before. There's some really, really, really quality acting, quality writing, quality visuals. If you're into some nonfiction, superhero-y, end-of-the-world, apocalyptic time travel shit. I will give a shot oh. to Umbrella Academy. You should give a shot. This brings us to our music segment. Aaron, what song, this hood as fuck, did you bring for well, us no, come on. It's not that hood. It's um, actually it's, more conscious Well, this is, this, this, I had a lot to pick from. Guys, there's been some big releases this week. Uh, Primo's got a song with Benny the Butcher and this, uh, this chick, what's her name? Aliana Caesar, I want to say, but I mean, there's like so much new music. Um, Conway, the machine did a song with method man called lemon squeeze. That is dope. There's been that garbage ass Cardi B song that came out. <laughs> well, I, 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 I've done all the heavy lifting for you guys. Um, I was going to choose locksmith black apocalypse, which would have been very timely and very political. But I decided to go more in my feels and talk about a young man named Rome Streets. That's Rome like the city, R-O-M-E, Streets with a Z. Um, He's been doing some shit for a minute. Uh, He's been out for a few years. He's not been in the game super long. But this track reminded me of early 36 Chambers shit. Um, It just felt like it. Um, More the the vibe. He uh, manages to get in all of dimethyltryptyline into a rhyme, and I'm going to give you some dap if you can do that. Damn. So um, this shit is He also references Ted DiBiase. And he said a Ted DiBiase sleeper hole. Yes. Um, He he is a young man with some skills. Uh, The track is fire. It's called Higher Self. Play the game wise, if you live illegal, better keep it low Never be ignorant to the vital shit you need to know Street disciple, keep a Russian rifle, aim and heat my foe Million dollar dreaming like DiBiase, sleeper hole, my teeth is gold Mind is a diamond, elevated from the dimes Now I deal with psychedelics like a ghetto shaman Streets always got a different scheme Getting pretty bitches faded off the dimethyltryptamine A fly rebel, high level, everything I spit supreme Got ism like feel more slim King I dig your queen, came up take a risk I waited um, I was That's also, fucking fire yeah, I, I love that old school RZA flute fucking samurai shit um, It's just, you know, it tickles, tickles the fucking fancies, doesn't it now? 
Um, yes, yes, yeah, Sean, does. you got a surprise for I us, got a surprise sir. for you guys. So I'm not sure Since if you heard about no, this. There's no new Haim or Wilco releases, so Bobby's going to take a break <laughs> this week. I'm going to take break. a beat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was looking around for music that was coming out, and I realized when I was uh, – I went on a big hike in Uray this week on Thursday, so I had a lot of drive time. And I was listening to the college radio station, and they put on this song, and I was like, I know exactly this fucking voice because I listened to it my entire childhood, but I've never heard this song before. What the fuck is this? Turns out that Metallica is putting out a new Symphony of Metallica album that's much longer, and they actually did it in a much bigger venue because their first Symphony of Metallica album was done at the Berkeley Community Theater, which is the size of our theater here. It's like a 300-seater, and they did it as like a raffled it to the Metallica fan page or fan group people. There wasn't a page yet. But they have a new Symphony of Metallica album coming out, and there is a song on there that I heard that's a new hit, I guess, and I was so amazed that they, I, I thought it was a brand new song. The last Symphony of Metallica album, they released two new songs. They mm. had No Leaf Clover and I forget the other one, which was an instrumental. And so I thought this was a new song. But no, they took a song off of Saint Anger and made it good. I was fucking blown away. I was like, that album is such a misfire with their like, hey, we're going to see what it would sound like if we were a garage punk band. The production was awful. Yes. You could tell that they were at a crossroads in their lives. And the, the people that do review it well think it had a 65 out of 100 when they aggregate, yeah, which yeah. is not like yeah. Rotten Tomatoes where it's fresh. That's a low one. Right. The people that did say that it was good were such fans that I think they saw the evolution of them as people and what, like, especially what James was going through with the alcohol problem at the time. So framing it that way, I suppose you can find redeeming qualities in St. Anger, but overall, it's a shitty album. I paid for that fucking album, and I was so mad that I went home. No, sorry, I went to Walgreens. I bought a stack of 100 CDRs. I made 100 copies of it, and I went to Tower Records and just started leaving free copies of it by where you put your band shit, <laughs> at, you know, when there's that free shit, so that anybody that saw it wouldn't pay for it. I'm like, here's a free Sean version. Moe. Don't give them money. It's so that bad. Is, you could just have it for free. Sean Moe is a fucking psychopath. <laughs> you know that, right? Nobody's ever Lunatic. done that. By the wild. Okay. Lunatic. So this song, the song from St. Anger is called All Within My Hands, which is probably one of the worst songs on St. Anger. Listen I don't even to it remember pretty, it. I don't e- I didn't even remember it either. <sighs> That's uh, a bold statement. When doing <laughs> when reading into what that song's about, okay. it turns out this song was written. This is this was how James felt about uh J- Jason leaving the band. And it had his own failures as a control freak. That led okay. to Jason leaving the band. Okay. I'm and so this uh, I'll give it a shot. Jason Newstead. Jason Newstead, their oh, second Newstie. bassist. So this is a segment formerly of Flotsam and Jetsam. Yeah. This song is a, this song is fantastic. <laughs> it's it's not it's not normal Metallica okay. Fair. This is Let's a slow more ballad song. Like um, nothing fine. else matters. It's, it's six minutes. There's a lot to this song, but I picked the best 30 seconds, okay. I think. Let's do it, dude. Love it. Love is control. disappointed in myself for not knowing that there was a new Symphony of Metallica album because of all their albums in the last 20 years. That's my favorite. Um, just because I enjoy, like, Master of Puppets with a full fucking symphony behind it. It's one of my favorite things. <laughs> it's just right. out of control. I get it. And uh, th- say what you will about their last couple albums. I liked Death Magnetic. It was like 2008. It was more of a return to form. But the most recent one, eh. 
See, I actually thought the, uh, I don't recall the name. Hardwired to Self-Destruct. Hardwired to Self-Destruct, I thought was better than St. Anger. Oh, way better than St. Anger, yeah. But Death not Magnetic. St. Anger. No, no, I'm sorry. Death better Magnetic. than Death Magnetic. Oh, really? Well, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I still enjoyed it. I, I'm in it to win it for... I think Hardwired to Self-Destruct is actually one of the best songs they've done in 20 fucking years. That's a great song. You're yeah, right. it's a great song. Musically, it's fine. It's very... It feels... I don't know, man. The, 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 there's a reason why Metallica became Metallica. It's because they, they hit a fucking formula, and it makes sense for them. From the chord progressions on, even listening to the that initial chord progression you played, I already knew it was Metallica, and that's not a bad thing. No. That's a good thing. You spend your whole life trying to brand yourself yeah. into that. It doesn't feel like... From a songwriting standpoint, they have the ability to go any further. Like, they're not, this is where they're gonna get to. They've hit their ceiling per se, and that's not a bad thing. That ceiling's a great ceiling for a lot of people. Yeah, don't try to keep reinventing the wheel. Those people that said, hey, St. Anger was them stripping everything they've learned away and going back to square one, and I'm like, why would you do that? Just keep evolving. That's totally incorrect about St. Anger. No, that's exactly what St. Anger is. That was horrible production. No, but it's everything is stripped away. Yeah. Yeah, Think about it. That's what I'm saying. They've stripped away everything that they learned, everything that they wanted to be, and they're like, let's just be a garage punk metal band. I'm like, you already went in a direction that was controversial with Load and Reload. There's way more of a southern rock slash country influence in a lot of those. There was a lot of slower songs. You guys don't like those albums, but some of the, like, there's a couple songs on Load and Reload that I think cover a fucking Bob Seger song or something? No, that's Garage Incorporated. Idiots. No, that was Garage Incorporated, which was all cover songs, because remember Garage Days re-revisited when it was all cover songs from songs like Last Caress and Blitzkrieg. They just did a new album of cover songs. It's fun. As an an artist, I can totally understand getting bored with yourself. Even, you know, from fucking the Beatles to Radiohead to to these bands that are these epic sweeping bands. Yeah, you get bored with your own sound and want to stretch out. I totally understand, which is why I don't shit on people for switching up. I never am going to condemn a band for being trying to be a different band. I don't think that's a that's an unfair judgment as as people who enjoy art. Mm-hmm. Right, but right, it, but right. but you still have to pull it off. You can't just change direction and go. Well, you didn't like it because we changed. Yeah. You still got to come with something. Should we pearl up? Clutch your pearls. Yeah, let's clutch our pearls. I hope everybody enjoyed that. That was cool, Sean. It's just I didn't think you were going to come with some Metallica. You both that, were looking at me like you were going to well, hate we were, it. We were so confused. I was worried because you guys. I, Do when, you know that moment I, when somebody puts their finger in your butt and that look on your face? Yeah. Like, <laughs> is this going to be okay? I that, get very defensive when it comes to you something do. like Metallica. I, I know that look. I get very defensive. <laughs> um, I, got a, I got a little clutch, but like, do it. Throw I mean, it. like know, a little clutch, like a purse. I don't feel like it's like really going to be anything groundbreaking or revolutionary, like my usual material. Um, Jesus. No, I mean, honestly, I'm changing lives almost every week. Um, For the worst, almost. But uh, <laughs> he is. You give you uh, your your Wook outreach program has been doing wonderful. <laughs> Honestly, it's going really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Squatch for kids. Yeah, you know you know how squatters' rights work, right? Like she's never leaving your house. Oh my god! Um, no, I actually had a conversation with a lady friend last night, and it came down to one thing. I realized. Just kind of lying there thinking like, shit, okay. All it was is like I just wasn't being 100% honest with myself. Okay. I mm. wasn't being honest with myself, which means i definitely not being honest with you. Oh, obviously. You know what I mean? And um, I think that's really the key of it, right? Just like don't fucking lie to yourself about this shit. Mm-hmm. 
you know? Brother, sometimes lying to yourself is easier. It's, that's all oh, there is to it. and by the way, it. sometimes lying to yourself is the best option. Yeah. yeah Let's don't be fucking, yep. like, unclear about that. But could you elaborate but so they understand I think them? overall, overall, the more honest you are, the more honest you are with yourself, the more honest you are with the people that you care about, that you are spending your life with in whatever regard, whatever that looks like, um, the better off things are going to be. So Good just, man. just yeah. Uh, honesty is a <laughs> honesty. it's a cliche but it's also the real fucking deal man it's the like, best policy y- yeah yeah. you hear that and the, these people on love on the spectrum understand that Fuck their yeah, honesty they, gets they, they couldn't lie if they fucking yeah can you imagine that first date lie. with Chloe yeah. if literally. that first date with Chloe and the other guy was two people that weren't on the spectrum that would have been a series of six disappointing dates three disappointing sex sessions and then they would have broke it off <laughs> instead of just going this ain't gonna work and AIDS Oh, yeah, the HIV. Mostly AIDS. Um, you keep my, bringing it back to me dating Chloe, and it's freaking me out. No, I, mean, I didn't She's say a you 19 year old autistic girl. Yeah. <laughs> She's saying, got your nose and body type, buddy. Fucking win chicken dinner on that, brother. Like, is that uh, my, is that my ceiling? <laughs> and she has a lisp. You like girls with lisps. Do you like lispy girls? Do they have a filter on Twitter where you can say autistic, 19, lisp? Do they have those filters? Just yet? go. Go. No, that's just, but that can um, be listed in your Tinder profile. Well, there you go. Mm. Well, there's, a, know. Well, there's, oh, a, well, there's a way. Blunt honesty. Um, mine's, <laughs> mine's pretty easy. Um, it's something that was kind of, I saw in, happen in front of me. And it's the v- lost v- fucking value and, and importance, utter importance of loyalty. Um, loyalty is a forgotten thing because we're so distracted and so ADD'd with everything going on. You forget that you have to be the right person to the right people your entire life and to be loyal, even when that is uncomfortable for you. Uh, that will that will bite you in the ass. Um, being disloyal is like just I'd rather have you steal from me than be disloyal to me. Um, Isn't and, stealing from you being disloyal to you, though? Yeah, but at least at least there's a and there's a fucking light at the end of the tunnel. If you want something I have and you take it, that means that's something that you wanted. If you're disloyal, that means you're a coward. And I can't deal with In cowards. what realm of dislike? Like, can you give me some context? For instance, if I told you, if I, if I told you something, this happened to me recently at work. I told somebody something and said specifically that this needs to stay between me and you because they were in a management circle. Okay. And that person then went and told the person that I was talking about exactly what happened. And it came back to me via another person. So uh, that just shows me now I need to cut you off. You're, you were excised from that circle. You're no longer privy to this information because now I know I can't trust you. And it's kind of a, it's a really, it's kind of a, a, a like, oh, man, moment. It takes a lot to oh, fucking work man. your way. And most people, will, most people will never get back in your good graces after that, too, no, right? I'm not, I'm not a person that allows people back in my good graces. I don't forgive disloyalty like that. Right. Um, there's shit I forgive and, and shit I need to be forgiven for. But there are certain specific instances of being disloyal that I, I simply cannot get back. It yeah. just that's a that's a fucking a point that just leaves my heart just opens and and you're gone now and I can't get you back in. I'm not forgiving when it comes to it. And maybe I should be, but I'm just saying not guys, when it comes to work, dude. Honestly, when you're when you're talking about running a business, who you are is sorry. who you're going to be. So if something bad happens at work or in a relationship and you react one way, what's to make me think you're not going to do the same fucking thing the next time that issue presents itself? If you if we get in a fight as 
say we're we're dating, we get in a fight, and you go off, fuck another guy and get drunk. What makes me think that the next time you get in a fight, you're not going to go off and fuck another guy and get drunk? This is indicative of who you are. This is a personality flaw. You're unable to be loyal. And that shit to me, I don't got time for it. We all snipe at each other and talk shit and, you know, fuck that guy, fuck that. We all do that, but we all are loyal. If somebody were to come and say some shit or do some shit to hurt somebody I love, I would fucking stretch out for you. You know, like, Mm -hmm. but... Yeah, that that you gotta you gotta get loyal, man, real quick, especially nowadays, right? And definitely, Sean Mo. Um, there's a lot of businesses out there that are hurting, uh, a lot of food and beverage businesses, and so I think that it's important that everybody gets out there and and tries to. Even if you're scared of of coronavirus, you don't have to sit inside; you can sit outside. I think it's important for everybody to Pick get up, out. food, start picking up food, get takeout. Um, Door and dash, you really need whatever. to. And you know what? When it comes down to it, not every restaurant is going to survive. So you need to pick and choose which ones. So definitely don't go to Primus. Primus sucks. Hold on, checking now. Oh, yeah, and what's that chick's oh, name shut from... Shut the uh, fuck up, Bob. You always talk over, like, Carol. I can't have stuff in the background of Carol's voice. <laughs> irate. Come He's on, not man. high anymore, that's why. No, you guys don't have to edit this, so you don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> you know nothing! You know nothing, Jon Snow. Okay, hold on. Hold on, checking! Hold on. Okay, now I actually typed yeah. a bunch of shit. See, that's what I was just saying to myself. Like, what are you doing? <sighs> Two guys and a girl. Uh, later.